Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Happy New Year! Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside Pete Robertson. Hello, hello, hello. And Pete, we got a special guest in the house today. Would you like to introduce her? Yeah, the very, very, no, what? What am I trying to say? Beautiful the, and talented. The world-renowned Christine. I've got him so awestruck, he can't <laughs> yeah. even speak. Hi, howdy. Hello, everybody. That's so good that you're We here. get to have our executive producer, Christine, on the podcast with us today as we celebrate the end of 2021 mm-hmm. and the beginning of 2022. Uh, new beginnings, Pete. That's awesome. So what about what happened this year? What, what are some highlights that you can say? Highlights from the year. Yeah. Well, um, we for the first time in history, we had an NFL team win the Super Bowl in their own stadium. That was weird. And there were only like 20,000 people there to see it. Yeah, we immediately go to football. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, guys. Barry would be proud. We went right to football. Um, that was a highlight. But yeah, so because, and because, of COVID, because of COVID, there was only, you know, a quarter of the people in the yeah. stands. Yeah, yeah, we got a We have a, a new president. Yep. If you're listening to us from the United States, yep. the rest we, of the world's like, we got a we new president care. this year. We had a lot of the vaccination talk. And I think we came out of a little bit of the lockdown this year. Right? A little bit. Yeah, I think it depends on where you live in the, in the Florida. Has. Again, if you're in the United States, it depends. it's <laughs> yeah. really state by state. It's yeah. it's kind of strange. Yeah, the world is there's still lockdown in certain areas, in some places. Yeah. And then there's places that never lock down, like, like Sweden, you know, yeah. things like that. So. I think people listen to us in Philippines and they've had a lot more lockdowns than us that I heard. So, yeah. So we got vaccines. Yep. We got more vaccines. Yep. We got boosters to the vaccines. Yep. And then um, boosters to boosters. And then boosters <laughs> that to the boosters. Later. Yeah. yeah. That's in 2022. And then uh, we can't talk about that yet. That's Lots of the stuff. Middle so we're going to get banned by talking about boosters and masks. And oh, we didn't say anything about masks. We're not saying it in a negative. No. We're just saying no. what happened. What hey, happened? <laughs> I, I, you know, it's all good. Um, what you was your what highlight? highlight for me? Yeah. I took my family to Yellowstone. Yeah, that, that was amazing. was an amazing trip. Uh, and not just Yellowstone. We went to Grand Teton, too. And just uh, some amazing pictures, some amazing memories. My girls cannot stop talking about that trip. They can't wait to go back. So that's that, because it's so majestic there. It it's, is. Um, it's surreal. It it's the beauty it's, of it. It's beautiful. It, it's really, really. So as beautiful as that place, can you imagine what heaven's going to be like? Because yeah. he's just giving us a little taste here, I think. He's teasing here's, here's, us. Here's a little piece of what I can do. It's Watch this. It's going to be amazing. And every time I look at my wife, I think of the Grand Tetons and the Majestic <laughs> thing. I'm just like, I'm in awe. Keep it PG. Oh, my goodness. You're going to embarrass your wife on the show. Nice. But uh, what else are the highlights? Any? Oh, you went on a cruise too? This yeah, year? went on a cruise. You got to experience the new regulations we, for cruise. Yeah, it was a little different, um, but it was we, it was like sixty percent full, and people were you know I heard concerns about masks and stuff, but honestly, when you're walking around, you had to wear them. But in, in the dining room, you didn't have to wear them. In the theater, you didn't have to wear them. Um, they had vaccinated and non-vaccinated areas, so it, it wasn't as bad as a lot of people had made it out to be. So. Well, if you fun. didn't, if you didn't have to wear them in the dining room I, and the hey, theater, but you had to wear them, don't start walking with logic, around? Christine. It doesn't work in today's society. You cannot. Did you have to wear them at the pool? No. See, the virus knows that you're eating, and it won't oh. attack you while you're eating. But when you're done eating, you better put that mask better. on, right, Doctor Fauci? Better. Yes. Or two. Wait. Or three. Yeah. It, 
or none, depending on. We're not against wearing masks. We're not. We, they just don't work. We. <laughs> We're we're not anti-mask people. The logic behind of when you do and when you do yeah, not yeah. It's a doesn't little, work. It's a little sketchy. It's we, a little sketchy. We hear our righteous invasion of truth. That's and right. so we seek truth. And yes. so what we're talking about is the logic, which brings us to what is true. <laughs> what logic. is true. And so that's all we're doing. It's not that we're against, uh, it's not what we're trying to bash. No, it's not like we're trying to do the that. Wrong idea. No. Yeah. But it is funny. I mean, if you you have to ask those questions and it is a little strange, but you're not allowed to ask those questions. That, I think, to me, is the highlight of the year. Well, the we'll questions that you are not allowed to ask anymore. Yeah. You just have. All to... right. I have a question for oh, you guys. Let's do it. We're oh, changing no. the subject. Ready? Oh, no. So this pa- it's been a year. Ooh, a year for riot. Oh, oh, yeah. Full it year. has been a yes. year. A little full over year. a year. Yeah. But yes. yeah. OK, so out of. This might cause problems, but anyway, I'm going to ask it. Uh-oh. So who was your favorite guest? Oh, you can't do that. That's hard. We're going to hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah, that's I hard. Don't, I don't want to do they that. They are all great. No, I, seriously, they're I all love great. every one of our guests. They all have. I'll say who the worst one is. I no, 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 oh, no. I can't don't. do that. <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> worse. I can tell you, I, I, ha- I definitely had some favorites and. And it's not it's not personalities or anything, but uh, I think based really, on conversation, based then. on conversations, two of them really stood out to me. Um, and it may be I don't know. It's probably not fair. I shouldn't say it, but I will anyway. So the two that really stood out to me were um, when we had J.D. on and speaking of COVID, because we, we talked about the vaccine and right. and uh, man, did he do his homework? He, he really dug in and, and knew and knew his stuff. So I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that show. Um, I really enjoyed our last guest, but maybe that's just because it was recent, um, having Shannon on the show, but that was because we got to talk about bowling. That's because it was bowling. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that was really cool. I liked the show that we had. Um, remember we had the guest from, from Africa, um, yeah. the missionary in, or the pastor That was in very good. That, that was, was a really cool show. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I hate to, you know, I know I'm, I'm going to miss people and then, you know, we, but I had a lot of, we had a lot of people that I consider friends on the show and I enjoyed every one of those. I mean, yeah. things like, um, we had pastor Chad on the show. We had, um, I, we had Tyson on the show. We had coach Mark on the, Oh, we had pastor lots of friends, Rick, Rick, pastor Rick on the yeah. show. So it's been, uh, it's, been Jay an ama- it's been an amazing, an amazing year. So it's not fair to just, yeah, we had a Super Bowl quarterback yeah. on the show. Yeah. Jay. Yeah. I mean, Every, a wide range. Every time I see the the Raiders on TV, I think of Jay now. So, uh-huh. or so two things: if I see the Raiders on, or if I see uh, like a commercial for Las Vegas, I think or I think of Jay. So, uh-huh. that's that's kind of cool. But he won the red. He won the world's or uh, Super Bowl ring with the Redskins. I can't <laughs> say that. I know it's so Series. weird. Right? It's actually the Washington Football Team. <laughs> the Washington. No, they were the Redskins at the time. So I think I think they you changed still this year, see, right? Um. Yeah. This is the second for, year. I think it is. Yeah. Oh, but there's the a Washington football team. Oh, it's talking about uh, changing their name. Yeah. The Cleveland Indians changed the Cleveland Guardians. I know that's a, that's amazing. I'm yeah, so, I'm so, so happy. Amazing. For it's just about time because I, I heard that Indians all around the country were just yeah. really upset about a baseball team. Yeah, I always look at that when you put the Indians. The that name was sarcasm. In. Oh, I know. I, know. <laughs> I always look at when I you saw put it. it was all over your face. I always look at it when you put the Indians name in something. Wait, that can you is, even say Indian? I, I why not? Is is it's a, more of a respect, I think, right. because they were showing honor yeah. to them and stuff. It's like they're giving them precedence. I don't so, know. So that irritates me because I, I went to Florida State 
and there was always a couple, change that? they were all no they're oh. not there were always a couple protesters there protesting the names the problem it was never the seminal indian tribe that was protesting they are 100 behind uh the school they they like you said take it as an honor yeah, that, that's that, why that I they named the school after you know that's their nickname so yeah well speaking of jay jay doesn't like that whole washington football team thing so it's anyway <clears throat> we right. got more important topics Christine, what to were talk highlights about. for you you got to go to italy and france this year that was a trip of a lifetime of a lifetime yeah and a dream yeah, yeah. So cool yeah being italian you kind of want to go back to your roots and explore where you've come from yeah you're italian although i did not go to where my ancestors were which so. is what uh sicily there's sicily sicilian oh wait really? so when did you become italian why didn't you tell me this <laughs> We've been married next is German because I'm part German too. Uh, I want to go on that trip because I'm German. See all the castles and stuff there. I want to do a Switzerland Germany tour. Me too. That'd be fun. What are highlights? Booking cruises. So how's that going to happen? Tough to cruise to Germany. I know. Any other any other highlights for the year? For the show wise? No, just in general. Gosh, for the show, I'd have to say trying to figure (laughs) everything out. And then watch you guys be goofballs. You didn't listen to me. No, no. So, so this is normal life for the Robertson family. Pete asked a question and Christine just answers any way she wants. That would be the truth. That's hilarious. Wow. That is truth. <laughs> Righteous invasion of truth. It depends upon the person's truth, I guess. Yeah. No, I, no. There is only not, one truth. That's not what we talk I about know. absolute truth here on this I program. Know. Um, sure I would say invited her? what's I, going on I don't know I'm second guessing it already <laughs> but the good news is it's the end of the year so we, we, we can start over next year yep yeah. I one of the highlights was being able to sell to celebrate um the 50 year anniversary with your mom and dad oh that was oh, great cool. yeah having everybody there except for two of our kids yeah so we got to we oh, went up to awesome. the mountains and and I think we talked about it on the show a little bit August. and able to do that was that was August? nice yeah yeah Anybody that knows too, my dad's been suffering a little bit. And so he's, you know, towards the end of his life. And so I've been in California a whole lot and um, maybe three or four times this year, maybe five. I don't know. Possibly more. Yeah. And um, so that's going to probably happen in 2022 as well. But, you know, he's still kicking and my mom is still kicking. Keep kicking, dad. Keep kicking. That's it. That's right. All right. Well, let's keep going. Let's start the show. Christine, you want to open us up in prayer and and uh, we'll get this thing going. Putting me on spot. Yeah, and she looked at me and smiled. Did you Again. see that? She can do it. I've heard her pray. She's amazing. <laughs> Father, we just come before you um, and bow humbly before you, Lord, knowing yes. um, that you are the God of all creation. You know us. You've made us. You search our hearts. Um, you guide our paths. And you lead us to understanding and your righteousness, Lord. And we thank you for this opportunity of this broadcast. Lord, we just ask for each and every person listening, watching, wherever they may be in life, Lord, that you would touch them, that your presence would be upon them, that you would bring them understanding um, through the words spoken today. Lord, may those words be of you and you alone. Lord, thank you for, um, again, this opportunity. We give you all glory and praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So the show title today is the end of the year inventory. But before we get to that, if we are a listener supported, <laughs> we did this last, last week, if you listen, we're a listener supported podcast. 
And we are always looking for donations. And so if you're listening to this and you've been blessed by the Riot Podcast and you would like to donate to us, you could become a monthly partner or you could become a one-time uh, donor. And you can go on to riotpodcast.co, click on the donate button and go ahead and just, uh, you know, donate whatever God puts on your heart. We are uh, a 501c3 yeah, nonprofit. I say that? No, oh. you did not. Okay. That's where the producer comes <laughs> in to help. So what they're trying to tell you is if you get it in before the end of the year, you could write it off in 2021 taxes. That is so. correct. All right. So now end of the year inventory. Yeah. So we're going to kind of recap of as a, from a spiritual side of things, how are we to give inventory? How are we to reflect upon the year spiritually? And what is the most important things to look at? So let's go with that. All right. Opening statement. Business owners are busy at the end of the year taking inventory. This is a painful but necessary reality. So they know if they have made a profit or if they have not made a profit, they take the information they receive and make adjustments for the upcoming year. As Christians, we need to stop at the end of the year and measure our progress. Sometimes this is very, a very painful thing to do, but that is what we're going to talk about in today's show. In our reading today, Paul is taking inventory of his life and he gives us five steps of how we can evaluate our life. Um, by still moving forward. So our text today is Philippians 3, verses 12 through 16. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are maturish should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently that God, that to God will make clear to you, only let us live up to what we have already attained. Um, I, it, that was a little tongue tied in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it out though. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> um, you, as I just read this, I mean, if you, if anybody that's listening, if you open up your Bible and you go to Philippians 3, 12 through 16, cause this is what we're going to be covering. We're going to be covering it, I believe out of the ESV version today. Um, we always jump around. So that's why I said believe, but for the most part, it's the ESV is what we use. Um, if you just meditate on this, um, there's so many nuggets there. I mean, God can just speak to you in so many different ways. So what we did is we kind of meditated on it and we broke it down into five different steps um, that kind of help us understand. So again, we're going to evaluate our spiritual inventory. So we're going to look at our life, not from the physical. We're not going to look at our finances. We're not going to look at all of our business deals or anything like that. We're going to say, okay, from a spiritually perspective, how do we, re how do we evaluate how we did this year? That's basically it. And so that's what Paul is kind of breaking down here. All right, so let's go for it. All right, so Paul's first evaluation of his life inventory is this, is his dissatisfaction with himself. If you remember in verses 12 and 13, he said, not that I have already obtained all this or have already ar arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. 
Wow. I mean, that's just powerful. Obviously, Paul was satisfied with Jesus, but he was not satisfied with his Christian life. A sanctified dissatisfaction is the first essential to our progress in our Christian race of life. What do we mean by that? So if you are, um, we'll talk about this maybe a little bit more in details, but if you're, if you become, I call it a plateau Christian. And so you're walking, you go to church every week, you read your Bible, you pray, you're a part of all of the church events, and then you do all of that. But then you look in the mirror, you have, you examine yourself, you do not see life, you do not see fruit of the spirit, you do not see, um, you know, people's lives around you changing. That's the that's one of the things that I always can tell is, is, are, is people around you changing or people around you being blessed, you know, as people's are people being inspired by the things that you're saying that God is speaking to you? And, and I think that Paul was recognizing at that very moment that he's not looking at other people and saying, hey, I'm comparing myself to them. He's looking at Jesus and he's starting to realize, I have a long ways to go. I, I have to continue to press on. I have to continue to grow. I have to continue to surrender. I have to continue to learn more about Jesus. And if you become plateaued or you become stale in your walk, what ends up happening is, is you, you, uh, you go through the works, you go through the motions, but you, you have no life. You have no, there's no fire there. And Paul is warning us to, to evaluate this in our own life. He's warning us and saying, hey, you know, where's the fire? Where's, where's that, you know, the, the, the pressing on? Where's the continuing on to grow more and more and more, you know, and thoughts, Christine? Thoughts. Yeah, I think he's admitting that he is yet to arrive um, in his perfection and his sanctification and that he's continuing to press on. I mean, if you think about pressing on is, is it's it's continuous, it's non stopping. So what you were saying is as Christians, we can become stagnant if we're just sitting on the sidelines. We have to be involved. We have to be um, our Bibles open and our hearts open to his word and what he's, you know, touching us with in our lives and to take action on it. So if I'm just reading my Bible, just to read my Bible, I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm not growing. I'm sitting there. Yeah, that's good. Doing I'm, the works. I think if you get to a point where you feel like you've arrived you know, you're like, man, I, I'm a, I'm a good Christian. I'm, I'm doing everything, man. If you, if you start thinking that way and feeling that way, you need to go back and read this. This is Paul. This is the greatest missionary of all time, the greatest church planner of all time. And he's telling us through his, through this letter to the, to the, uh, to the Philippians that, look, I, I, I didn't arrive. I, I haven't arrived. I'm never going to arrive until I'm with Jesus that we should not be comparing ourselves to other people. And that's, that's the message I get out remember, of that. Bef- remember when it ta- we talked about <clears throat> maybe a couple months ago, we talked about being the salt. Yeah. Remember being salty? Remember how do you become salty? Remember what you have to do? You have to be soaking up the word yeah. and being set apart. Because <clears throat> being salty, you're set apart. You're seasoning those people around you. Okay. So set apart is, is the right is where it's going is it, to be salty. You're being obedient. Mm. And I think that we become, uh, we become stale is because we, we, we basically are just gaining knowledge. We're not gaining 
the actual, you know, we're not waiting on the Lord. We're not listening to the Lord. We're not, you know, spending the quiet time, allowing him to transform us. We're, we're still trying to control things. We, we have a comfortable living. We're not uncomfortable. And, and Paul is recognizing and realizing that there's so much more to do in God's kingdom. And we have to reevaluate. And we're going to kind of go through that a little bit. But there was a story I heard once about a salesman named Harry. Harry came out uh, of his manager's office with a look on his face. He was dismal enough to, to wilt the roses on a secretary's desk. But she goes, did you get fired? She asked. And he goes, no, it's, it's not that bad. But, but he sure did lay into me about my sales record. I just can't figure it out. For the past month, I've been bringing in plenty of orders. I thought he'd compliment me, but instead he told me to get with it. But later in the day, the secretary talked to her boss about Harry and the boss chuckled. He said, no, Harry is one of the best salesmen I got and I hate to lose him, but he has a tendency to, to rest on his laurels and be satisfied with his performance. If I didn't get him mad at me once a month, he'd never produce. And so the kind of the moral of that story is that many Christians are self-satisfied because they compare their running with other Christians. Good. Usually those who are not making much progress had Paul compared himself with others, he would not have been tempted to be proud and perhaps let up a bit. So it's, it, you know, as a follower of Christ, you're evaluating your last year. Are, is, is your foot on the pedal? Are you, are you, are you, I almost said balls to the walls. Could I say that? You just, you just did. did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I said that out loud. Anybody that was listening to that, scratch that from the record. Racket balls. Are, He's talking racket. about racket balls. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, are you press, are you pressing on the pedal? Are you moving forward with a vengeance, with a fire with Jesus? Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to, to wreck anything that's in your life that is not pleasing to him? And are you growing and moving on? And so that's, that's a big evaluation that we want. We haven't arrived yet. We don't arrive until we get there. We actually but, arrive. But be dissatisfied with complacement. Do not allow that in your life. Do not allow there to be a plateau. If this, if people around you are not being inspired by you because of what the Spirit of God is saying, that is a testimony that you're plateaued. Yeah, Pete, I, what I hear you saying, and I've heard this preached before, it's just don't be a consumer Christian where all you're doing is taking in, taking in, taking in. Our job is to be a river, not a reservoir. If you all you're doing is bringing in and you're not pouring out to other people, you're going mm. to get stale. It's the Dead Sea, right? It's, it's the it. Sea of Galilee versus the Dead Sea. What the difference there, you know? Yeah. yeah, we've we've got to remain in the race and we have to have the proper attitude of humility and, and love and grace mm. and and honestly give it our best effort, mm. you know, because mm. if I'm if I'm a Christian and I say I'm a Christian and mm. I, I go around saying I'm a Christian, am I truly a Christian? Am I truly living for Christ? Because I'm not acting out what I am learning wow. and continue to learn on a daily basis when I'm in the word. Mm. Imagine okay. how confusing that is for the world. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, you always ask the question, it says, what is God saying to you today? You don't live off of yesterday. You're not living off of that. What is God saying to you in this moment? And can you answer that? And if you're sitting there going, I'm not sure what God's saying, or I don't know if I've heard him. You know, what is he actually saying to you? What is he, how is he ministering to you? What's the fellowship like? And if you don't have that there, then you might be stale. You might be, you might need to get your, bar, your barns bridge, uh, burnt a little bit. And your bridges, <laughs> bridges burnt, burnt or what? whatever I'm trying to say. Yeah, what? I'm saying fire. all kinds of things that don't make any sense to anybody. <laughs> Did you get the point? All right, let's move on to the next one. All right. Paul's next evaluation of his life inventory was his devotion. 
Um, in verse 13, it says, but one thing I do. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. The, Paul said, one thing I do, not many things I do. To, to many Christians, focus on, uh, too many Christians focus on too many things. And Paul wants us to evaluate the one thing we do great. The true follower of Jesus must devote himself to running the Christian race. No athlete succeeds by doing everything. He or she succeeds by specializing. Yeah. Christine, thoughts? <laughs> and put me on the spot again. Yeah, he does that to me all the time. Yeah. Yep. All right. I, I have to read what I wrote because you know I don't have that photomenic, photogenic. Yeah, you have that mind problems like too. you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think right now um, he's focusing more on God um, because that's what he's doing. Paul thought he was doing the right things um, before he converted for God. You know, he was zealous for his faith. He truly believed that the things that he was doing was for, for God. But when he met that wonderful God on the road to Damascus, he truly changed right then and there. And it's, I believe right there is when um, he had, well, was it a choice? <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Anyway, another podcast, uh, right? <laughs> he decided that the one true thing he was going to be focusing on was Christ and Christ alone. And um, look where it got him when he did. Yeah, I, I think Matthew 6, 24 says no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. And here's how I look at that. So if we are constantly thinking about our work, constantly thinking about how we're going to make a living, constantly thinking about our affairs, how we're going to live our life, where we're going to go on our next vacation, if that is what's on your mind, then you're, you're, you, you're distracted. Your mind is, is altered. What Paul is saying here is that we need to evaluate and, and ask ourselves, is everything in our, our hearts and our minds uh, thinking about the things of God? Is our, is our mind uh, aligned with his will, his plan for our lives? And so, as I, I said in our prep meeting before, I said, you know, it's not, I don't go to work. I'm not going to work to be, to make money and to be successful and to gain recognition or whatever that is. That's not the reason why I'm going. That's the byproduct. The reason why I'm at work is I'm there to be a blessing and a light to the world. I'm there to keep the one thing, the one thing, and that is Jesus. I'm there to elevate other people. Again, I'm not going to love my wife because she's my wife and so forth. No, the reason why I really love my wife is because I want to please God. I want Jesus to be elevated in my marriage. I want my wife to be elevated in my marriage because Jesus told me so. And because I understand that a, a life that's a marriage that's based on that is a lot better marriage than it's based on serving me and, and doing unto me. And then we naturally, because that is my, our main focus, we naturally uh, you know, operate in our gifts. We naturally do the things that we're good at naturally without us even having to ask that because our main focus is to please one another because Christ wants us to love him. And so that's what Paul is saying here. He says, but the one thing I do, Paul, Paul was a, a tent maker. Paul did other things, but there was only one thing on his mind. 
And, and that is to please Jesus. And that is to do everything so that he is glorified. Hmm. And that is what this is talking about. And so again, evaluate your life this year. Look at your inventory. Look at how you lived your life. And were you caught up into the cares of money and the cares of this world? Were you caught up into, you know, filling, uh, fulfilling your flesh? I mean, we all fall short of the glory of God. We're not, there's no condemnation here. Nope. This is just something Paul is encouraging us. Hey, this is a way to evaluate. And if there's something off, then we need to adjust next year. And we have an opportunity. Here it comes, right? Perfect flip, timing, turn in right? the page. Yeah. Any thoughts, Bob? Yeah. I, I think Satan is so crafty. So, you know, if we keep the one thing, and this, this section is all about keeping the main thing, the main thing. Yeah. Um, so in our minds, in our human minds, I think it's easy to think, well, the opposite of keeping God first would be keeping Satan first. But Satan's smarter than that. He's like, I don't need you to worship me and to glorify me. I need you to just glorify yourself. Yeah. And that's the trick of the world, right? It's like, why do you go to work? Well, I'm trying to, I want to build up my retirement. I want to live in a bigger house. I want to drive a nicer car. It's all about me, 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 me. And you get the focus off. It gets the focus off of the main thing. And that's God, but just be careful. I think we live in a world that just glorifies, get, you know, get your glorifies yourself, get what, you know, he who dies with the most toys wins that type mm -hmm. of mentality. And it's just, it's a trick. It's, yeah. it's just an absolute trick. And he's just so crafty and so sly. And it's just so subtle that it's everybody, everybody falls into it at one time or another. Like Pete said, you know, we're in a, you know, there, we're, there's no condemnation. We are guilty as well. Um, but we just need to remember that, uh, keep the main thing, the main thing, and don't fall into those traps of, well, well, that sounds good. I should take care of my family, or I, I do need a retirement, or I do need to plan my next vacation. But keep, why are you doing those things? Everything you do, whether you're a tent maker, you're, uh, you're selling real estate, you're, program, you're writing programs, whatever you're doing, do it for the glory of God. We live for an audience of one. Amen. Amen. It's, it's always about him. It's not about us. And whenever we make anything about us, we lose focus of the main thing. And so that's something that we need to reevaluate. All right. Plain, plain and simple statement. Um, we're to reflect the image of Christ. Hmm. So if I'm out and about in the world, what am I reflecting? Am I reflecting our own image, my own yeah. selfish hmm. image, or am I truly reflecting the image of Christ? Amen. Really good. Because that person that you might be interacting, that might be the only Jesus they see. Mm. I've heard that before. It's good. Yeah. That'll preach, right? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, some people don't know love. Right. And so if you're not loving people, how are they going to know Jesus? Because he's all about love. How will the world know? Right. By Not how you salty. love one another. Yeah. All right. Number three. Um, Paul, next Paul evaluation of his life inventory was how he viewed his direction. Mm. Uh, verse 13, it says, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is what is ahead? The unsaved person is controlled by their past, but the Christian running the race looks forward to the future. Imagine what would happen if the race on the race course, if the runners started to look behind them, they could possibly have a collision or, or serious injury. And so I, when I, when I hear that, or I think about that, it's, there's a lot of people that are living in their past and they have not surrendered it to the Lord, their past pains, their past hurts, their past failures, their past successes. Um, I know we all can, we all know somebody that constantly brings up the things that they did in the past or the problems or the hurts of their past. And what Paul is saying is if we want to 
run the race well, run it strong, we need to surrender that past unto God. And we need to press on to what God is going to have in, in store for us in the future and, and thrive in our moments, you know, lose, don't dwell on them. Don't, don't allow it to get you. You know, if you, you have problems getting through the past, find somebody to help walk that through with you. Um, find a, a person, a pastor, a, a Christian counselor, um, because there's some wounds out there. I mean, there's some really bad, we've talked about this on the show. There's some really bad scars that people have, but God uses those scars for his glory. And he doesn't want us to dwell upon those scars. He wants us to use that so that he can be glorified in the future. He can be glorified in, in your thoughts today. Go ahead, Chris. Again, it, it has to go back to our focus for the day. If our focus in it is not on Christ, Satan will use those past events to turn us away from him and our focus off of Christ. But then again, um, a good side of focusing on the past is what God has done for us. So in the midst of a trial and tribulation, we're to recall those great things that he has done in and through us. Um, personally, I, when we go through things, uh, I remember, okay, Lord, we've been here. You've done this. This is what your promise is. And I'm moving forward with that. And yeah. I think that as Christians, we need to know he is faithful. He's not going to do something back then and stop. He's going to continue on with that. And, and we have to be in the right mind to recognize and to understand that um, the past is the past and we may not forget it. And he'll use those things in our past to walk us forward and also to minister to other people. That's how he uses our past, but Satan wants to use it in a different way yeah. to get us stumbled and to fall. Well, get us focused in on the, the problem or the right. issue or the successes and not get us on the main thing. Right. So the main thing is the main thing. So yeah. Any thoughts on that? No, that's just really good. I mean, get the focus off of ourselves. Look at, look, that's where, that's where we get bogged down. Look I at think. what he was saying. Those talk, talking about forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. <laughs> Straining is a word of difficulty. Yeah. So it's not saying that moving forward is going to be easy, but it's say, but he's saying is you need to move forward and he needs, you need to in your mind. So if you're dwelling upon the past and the past has hurt you and you just can't get through that, find out a way as Christine was just saying, and, 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 and what we've been talking about and move forward, but we know that there's going to be difficulties in that. Psalm, Psalm 32, eight. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. So he's there. Yeah. Just That's, keep going. Next, um, Paul's evaluation of his life inventory is his own determination. Hmm. Verse 14, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Well, you know, that, that word I press is the same verb is translated. I follow after. And it carries the idea of intense endeavor. So again, we talked about the straining, the verse before. So here again is an intense endeavor. The Greeks use the word to, um, to describe a hunter eagerly pursuing his prey. A follower of Jesus does not become a winning athlete by listening to lectures, aka sermons, watching movies, reading books, or cheering at the games. 
He becomes a winning athlete by getting into the game and determining to win. And so what does that say to you, Bob? What is that? What is that talking about? It, it goes back to that consumption uh, mentality. Mm. Again, you don't want to just be a consumer and taking things in. You actually need to get in the game. Yeah. And I know it's, it can be scary and uncomfortable. Um, but you know, Paul's not telling us that the Christian life is going to be easy or, or comfortable. In fact, he tells us exactly the opposite of that, but he does tell us that it's going to be full of joy and that if we keep the focus on Jesus, that uh, he's going to be there with us. What does he say about the yoke, right? He's going to share the, mm. he's going to share the burden with us. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's where it's kind of the difference between joy and happiness, right? Mm. I saw a great meme this week. It just said, joy is greater than happiness. And it's so true. Mm. The world tells you, you know, be happy. <laughs> Don't worry, be happy. Um, God, God will fill you with joy that, that lasts for regardless of your circumstances so, or happiness is based on, you know, your surroundings. Joy is not. What does it mean, Christine, to be in the game? Hmm. It brings me back to the book that we read. Um, not a fan. Yeah. Who was that? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, for a sports person, I can be at practice. I could do all the right things. I can lift weights, run my fastest time, and then just sit on the bench. I'm not being used for what God's called me to be used for. I'm just sitting and watching the game being played out before me, but he calls us to be involved and to get into the game, to be active and running and to uh, tackle people, so to speak, <laughs> win them for Christ. Um, I love our football. And I know, <laughs> I know football slightly. Um, so, so, so the, here's, here's the picture I have. So I asked this question. Are you praying for people publicly? That's being in the game. Are you going out of your way to pray for people? Good example. Are you going out of your way to speak life into people that are down? Are you going out of your way to share the light and the love of Christ to others? Are you reading your word in, in, in such a way that it's, in, in, that it's inspiring you to be obedient and then you are applying that to your life? That is being uh, in the game. Are you, um, are you looking for opportunities to share the gospel with other people? Um, that's being in the game. That's being salty. We were created to be in the game. We were not created to sit on the sidelines. And what, I'm, what, I'm, what we're saying in here is you're, don't just listen to sermons and not do anything about it. Don't just read your Bible and sit on it. Don't just go to church you know, where it's comfortable and that's it. God wants us out of our comfort. He says in Matthew 20 and 19, go into all the world and, and preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Acts 1, 8, go into your uh, Jerusalem, your Judea, Samaria, into the ends of the world. But, but he's telling us that is a command of God to go, to fulfill the Great Commission. Your commission is to be a light and a witness unto this world. There is darkness. There is pain. There is hurt. And our job is to be in the game. And so if you're reading and that's all you're doing and you're listening to sermons and you're going where it's comfortable and you're not in the game, then you might need to reevaluate yourself. You become a couch potato. You become a couch potato, <laughs> you know, and, and Paul is saying, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. If you're on the, if you're sitting in the thing, you're not winning anything. 
you're just, all you're doing is gaining knowledge. You're not being poured out, as you said, Bob, as a, as a you know, like a dead sea. You're dead. Yeah. There is no river. There is no life. And that kind of goes back to the first point that we made is you become plateaued. If you are not being poured out as a drink offering every single day for God's glory, then you become plateaued. You become knowledgeable, and, and, but there is no fruit. Or you just do the things that are comfortable that you've always done. You know, you do the church picnics. You do whatever. You do some things that are comfortable, but you're not outside of your comfort zone. Pray for people. Love people. Get out of your comfort zone. Yep. Yeah. So good. Let me ask you a question, Pete. In yeah. verse 14, Paul says, and you just read this, I press on towards the goal to win the prize. What's the prize? So ultimately is the crown of life. Ultimately, we are, uh, once we get into heaven, the Bible says that he's, we're going to be blessed and we don't know what that's going to look like, but it's to get to heaven. And I always, I, I look at it this way. When I get to heaven, I don't want to offer God, uh, you know, shriveled up fruit. I want to come with Costco size fruit, man. I want to, <laughs> I want to offer God with some plump fruit. You know, I'm, right. I'm going to be serving on this, this God, this good God that loved me, sacrificed for me, gave me life, provides everything for me, protects me, guides me, directs me, everything. I want to give him my very best. I want him, I want to offer him all of myself so that I can, when I get to heaven, when I receive the crown of glory, when I receive the crown of life, that he says, well done, good and faithful servant, enter. <laughs> Your my glory. I'm looking for that day. I want to, I want to do it on a high level. I don't want to come in with pruny fruit. I want to come in with yeah. thriving, luscious fruit. That's awesome. Yeah. I think sometimes we forget when we get to heaven, we're going to be asked, what'd you do with my son? Right? Yeah. Yeah. What did you do? What did you do? I don't know. Were you sitting on the sideline observing? You know, we do, we get the, those crowns, multiple crowns in heaven and the mansions are waiting for us. I heard a story once of, um, a person who died and went to heaven and this angel was walking this person around and showing this house full of rooms, just full of things. And then the angel takes this person onto the next house and it was a smaller house and it only had a few items in it. And the, the person asked, well, why is there such a big difference? And the angel replied and said, this person was faithful. They chose to act and be um, submissive to the Lord and to help and to just pursue God in all that they did. And this is their house. This is their mansion. These are the gifts that they received. And this is yours. Mm. So it's kind of like the visuals there. Yeah, the Bible tells us to build our treasures up in heaven. Right. Don't build it here on earth. And right. So that's our focus. And so that's that's what it's saying. So evaluate your life. Look at your life this year. Are you out in the game? Are you being obedient? Are you listening to what God is telling you? Is he speaking to you today? And are you are you applying this to your life? All right, last one. Paul shows us in his discipline. So let me read verse 15 and 16 again. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. So Paul is basically saying it's not enough to run hard and win the race. The runner must also obey the rules. So when he said all of us then who are mature 
should take such a view of these things. And if at on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. So how do we how do we know what's clear? How do we know what the truth is? The only way to know the truth is by being in the truth. John 14, 6 says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man gets to the Father but through me. So, you know, if we want to know the truth, we must know the rule book. We must know what it says. You know, I can't tell you how many times I ask someone, I says, you're a Christian. I says, do you read your Bible? Well, I read a devotion. No, I said, do you read your Bible? No, I don't understand it. I can't, I, I just doesn't make any sense to me. And, and if that is you, what I would tell you and I would share with you is to find somebody that can come alongside of you and help you read your Bible, number one. And number two is there's a way to seek after the truth. You can go to Bible Hub and there's a commentary and type in, you know, you know, Luke 2, you know, 1 through 20. And it will give you commentary on what it's being said. You can go to sermons that are out there galore on these chapters and you learn of what it's being said. Don't, don't make the excuse that I just don't understand it, so I don't read it. No, you have to understand that this truth is what brings answers to everything that happens in your life. Everything. And if you reevaluate your, your year this year, you have to be honest with yourself. Have you been in the word of God? to understand the rules like you should. Pete, and let me interrupt real quick. I mean, if that's you and you're thinking, man, I just don't understand. I read it, but I don't understand it. I, I would challenge you to break it down in the smaller pieces and ask God to show you what he's trying to teach you in it. I deliberately just read a verse, kind of meditate on it and pray and ask God, what are you trying to show me here? What are you trying to teach me here? I promise you he'll do it. You know, he'll do it just, you, but you got to break it down and you got to slow everything down. You know, you, you got to put the phone away. You've got to put your distractions away because Satan's not going to want you doing this. So when you get into your word, get rid of the distractions, seek God and man, just listen, be still, right? Then it just, he talks on a different frequency than we do. So, and if you're not in tune to it, you'll miss it. So you ask the Holy spirit, then you say, okay, yes. so now let's look at verses 15 and 16. So you know, uh, Philippians 3, verse 15, 16. So 15 says, all of us. So who is all of us? This is what you're asking as you're reading. Who is all of us? Well, he's talking to the believers. So we have to understand the context of this. So he's talking to the believers then who are mature. So who's a mature Christian? Who is it? Christians that are reviewing, have fruit. Yeah, Christians that have fruit. So you have to say, okay, so a mature Christian. Okay. So if you're a mature Christian, you should take such a view of these of things. So you should know that if at some point you think differently, that too, God will make clear to you. So it's, if you just break that down, you're thinking, okay, there's confusion here. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe something comes into your life that gives you a different perspective or a different view. Well, how are you going to learn what the, what the truth is? How are you going to learn what your next steps are, or what it is? Well, then it tells you that too, God will make clear to you. So this is a little confusing. I can understand why you wouldn't understand that or read it, but it's sharing exactly what you're supposed to do if you just slow it down. Mm -hmm. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. So again, thrive in your moment. So what have I obtained? What do I know? Where does God give me? Well, thrive in that. Thrive in that truth. Know that truth. And you know that by what you read in the word today. So as I read, I read today a Revelations chapter five or six or something like that. And so what I know today is based off of what I read. That's my truth. I read in, in um, 
I don't know the Psalm. It's one of those Psalms. And, and that's what I know for the truth today. I always get those confused where, where the chapter and verse. All right, Christine, any thoughts? Uh, no. That's, that's good. <laughs> the, so notes, good. the notes well, ran out. I know my notes ran out. I, well, the, God says if we lack understanding to ask and he'll give us understanding. And I know James. many times I read something it's like, what? in the world is that? And, you know, like Pete said, I'll go in and, and look Google. Google's a good spot. You do a lot of commentary stuff too. Commentary. I do have a study Bible that has commentary, which is fantastic. But, you know, my gracious husband always reminds me that's someone else's point of view. You need to make sure, you know, and he's just making me draw deeper it's with the tool. Lord. I know it is a tool. And um, but first ask the Holy spirit to help you correct. interpret better it. Then tool, go to that. Much right. better tool. The one that wrote it. Yeah, right. Just saying. Right. Um, Put it in context, but sometimes I need layman's terms and um, even looking at a different translation opens your eyes. New living translation is good. Yeah. Yeah. So reading it in different translations, just to see the word plays that play out helps as well. That's my thought. That was a great thought. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> That's a great thought. Any last thoughts there, Bob? No, I'm good. So today, you know, you're listening to this and, um, you know, our goal was to just help you reevaluate your spiritual walk this year. That was our goal. And, you know, listen to it maybe again and again, take notes, um, you know, write stuff down. Philippians 3, 12 through 16 is what we covered. And, you know, the, you know, just understanding, don't be complacent, don't become, you know, a plateau where there's no spirit living and life in you. Don't get caught up into habits. Don't, don't lose that fire, that determination to continue to press on um, to sharing your faith and loving people, getting in the game um, and, and know the rules. You know, the, the, the greatest important thing, the most important thing you can do every day is to spend time in the word of God. And to spend time in prayer in his presence and, and not just read it, but really allow it to talk to you, you know, meditate on his word, meditate on his truth and allow it to do that and um, be determined in it, you know, just understand that you were created for one thing, one main thing, and that is to bring God glory in everything that you do. That is why you're created. And so if you're listening to this and, and you, um, Having given your life to the Lord, well, where would we be as a podcast if we did not give you that opportunity? And so today you can give your life to the Lord. Today you could say, you know what, God, I did it my way for so long and I am done with that. I want to repent of my sins. I want to turn from my wicked ways. I want to just seek you in everything. And if that is you, all you need to do is just close your your eyes and, and just get, get yourself in position to just say, God, forgive me of my sins. Lord, forgive me for, for, for messing things up my way. And God, I choose today to, to follow you. I choose today to, to live my life for one main thing, and that is to bring you glory. And I choose today to be in your word and your truth. And I choose today to to do the things that you ask of me to do, because I believe in my heart that your way is the best way. And that is what I want. 
And you just do that and say in Jesus name, amen. And God in heaven would hear from you. As the Bible says, all the angels in heaven would rejoice and they're celebrating you right now. And, and then as I've, I've shared on previous shows, you know, go and share with somebody else. The Bible says, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my father in heaven. If you can, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my father in heaven. Jesus is your great advocate. And if you start confessing him to the whole world, he's going to confess you before the father. Mm-hmm. And he's going to tell you that day that you, when every knee will bow and every tongue confess, he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into my glory. Mm-hmm. And so that is what you want. And that is your desire to live with him for all eternity. And you can do that today. Just go share it to the world. Let us hear about it. Go on to riotpodcast.co and, and click on No God and go down to the bottom and, and, and on that page and click, yes, I gave my life to the Lord and fill out that, that sheet that's on there. Get in contact with us. We would love to reach out to you, get you plugged in and get you on your way and in, in your walk and, and help you out. Bob, any thoughts? Yeah, as always, I'd like to just uh, remind you that we are on YouTube. If you're just listening to the podcast, you can find us and actually see our crazy faces on YouTube. And uh, when you go there, make sure you hit the subscribe button and that little bell, that little bell will notify you every time a new podcast is is released or a new episode is released. And you'll be the first to know about that. So, um, man, jump on our social media sites, especially Facebook. Go on there. Let us know where you're where you're where you're listening to us from and uh, wish us a happy new year. Or if you have a new year, new New year's resolution, easy for me to say, we would love to hear about that as well. And a prayer request. uh, What? And prayer requests. And prayer requests. Yeah, we would, man, we love praying over you guys. We pray over you guys every week, but, uh, and, and you know what else we do? Some of our best show ideas we've gotten from our listeners. Yeah. So if you will just comment in, uh, mm-hmm. on Facebook or on YouTube, we see those and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll consider those ideas and man, honestly, that's where we get some of our best shows. So it's been an amazing year, 52 episodes this year. I don't know what we're in like close to 60 now. Um, and we're about ready to start in our third year because, you know, we did 2020, 2021. What? Next week will be 2022, our third Lord year. Have mercy. That doesn't sound right, but it's true. It's yeah. true. 2022. It feels like it. So guys, uh, it's been an amazing year. Christine, amazing having you on the show participating. You are always on the show, whether they see you or not. <laughs> you are making work in the magic, making sure that uh, Pete's makeup looks good and yes. that we all sound good. <laughs> his perfect and, and his hair. hair. Yeah, we got to make sure his hair is good. Seriously, guys, we uh, we love you. We we are so grateful that uh, that you listen to us and 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 watch us. Yeah, and uh, man, we just it's amazing. You know, we do the show for the for the audience of one and for the listener and many many listeners. So yeah. we'll put it that way to bring so, him glory. That's yes. it. Christine, any last words? It's last words of the year. Last words of the year. Um. Wow. Yeah. Pressure is on. Yeah. Good ones. Remain in the game. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Uh, How's that? That was good. All right, guys. Happy New Year. God bless. Happy Happy New Year. Year. This has been the Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of the Riot Podcast.